0: Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler podcast network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.
1: Tennessee. 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 Lord, i really been real Our next guest who is uh, <laughs> is here from Williamson County, Kelly Baker, halfway with the chair of the Williamson County Dems. Kelly, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? It's been a while. It's been a it while. Been a,
1: it has been a little while. It has been a little while. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for coming in here. We wanted to have you on today because you put out a press release today, essentially welcoming the republicans who don't feel like they have a home in the republican party anymore with open arms can you tell us a little bit about what prompted that
2: yeah so it's it's for our new non republicans um you know lots of folks have kind of fallen different places on that spectrum from democrats to republicans so we want to be real wide open and say non republicans we have received just a bunch of emails calls uh, messages from folks that have watched what's happened, especially on January sixth, and since then, and said this is not a, a group of folks, a party that I can align with. And so, what's really, what's really come through in all of these messages is just the heartbreak that people are experiencing. That you know they're they're looking around and realizing that not only does the party not represent them, the GOP no longer represents them, but a lot of their friends and neighbors who have once shared those beliefs with them are not necessarily the folks that they. Um, Think that they are, and so the heartbreak is just really coming through. And one of the things we wanted to say is, hey, you're welcome here. You don't have to follow every tenant, every every issue that the Democratic Party has a flag about to be a Democrat. You know, we're a we're a big tent party, and let's just embrace everybody and meet you where you are and see how everything really fits together.
1: All right, so we are all three Williamson County folks sitting here right now. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about the state of the Democratic Party in Williamson County? Oh, is man. it changing? Is it heading in? The, I mean, I, I'll just give you my personal experience. You know, when I first moved here four and a half years ago, I went to a Williamson County Dems meeting and it, it could have been held in my closet <laughs> and then Trump won. And, and in the wake of that, it was, you know, 150, 200 people uh, weekly. Uh, how mm-hmm. is it going now?
2: Yeah, so I joined probably right after you did. I I think my first meeting was in January of 2017. And I always tell people it doesn't take much to figure out what brought me there. I've always been an active, you know, I've always considered myself a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, but I just wasn't really an active person until Trump happened. And we saw a huge wave of folks wanting to get involved. If anything, the silver lining to Trump was that all of us who once stood on the sidelines said we can't stand on the sidelines anymore. And over the past four years, the amount of ramp up has just been remarkable to watch. So, you know, pre-pandemic, we were getting big numbers of turnout. It was great. Post-pandemic, or this time, sorry, current pandemic, we're not post-pandemic yet, that's wishful thinking. We, we really managed to shift to an online platform. We were able to get our meetings continuing to go. We were actually having more turnout at meetings than we were having previously. And we were realizing that, you know, we have, especially here in Williamson County, where everybody has access to internet, more or less. Um, we could continue on with the same speed that we were. And so we went from being you know, kind of a small group to a very strong committee organization to now having just a really strong volunteer force. It's probably about 150 people strong. So, you know, during the election, we had people going out and delivering signs. We sold 700 plus Biden-Harris signs across the county. We sold out, couldn't get enough in. We had poll watchers at every polling station every day of early voting and the election day. So we just, we've been really growing and getting that forward momentum going. I'm very excited to see where the party's going to go in the next two years.
1: It seems like people, there may, you know, regardless of the numbers, people are more, or less afraid to... Show their flag, (laughs) you know, like people were even if they were Dems before they weren't as willing to like put out the yard sign or throw on the bumper sticker in Williamson County. And now it seems like more and more people are willing to do that. Cassie, have you seen that around here?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, full disclosure. I actually um, am involved with the Williamson County Young Democrats, and um, and I know Kelly we very well. We should sign off. No, I'm just <laughs> I mean, shocker, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I've had a, a relatively similar experience, and I think that um, I think that that is a silver lining of Trump. I mean, the way that I kind of look at him is that, like, you know, he's kind of masked off conservatism. There's not, you know um it's it's kind of who they've been all along in in my opinion however he really was masked off and and that was for me definitely something that got me off the sidelines and it was the same with a lot of the folks who are in the in the young dems and who work closely with the county party and i think that yeah that stigma is definitely breaking down to an extent even in a super red area like this um or you know getting (laughs) hopefully getting better it's trending very very slowly
1: I I think my hope would be, you know, and I know Kelly's working hard at this, but my hope is that just because he's gone doesn't mean that people go back to sleep, right? Like, you know, he changed my life. I mean, I I wouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. this if it wasn't for Trump. I wouldn't have run for Congress if it wasn't for Trump. Absolutely not. You know, and now it can't be like, okay, he's gone. Now we go back to doing what we were doing. It was never just about that election. It was always a process. It's never about the next election either. You know, this is about the process. So Kelly, what's the pitch to people when they reach out?
2: Well, when they reach out, we always tell them, hey, you know, there's no off years, especially when you're an underdog, there's no off years. But to your point of how do we keep the momentum going? Well, one of the things that we've done in the past four years is focus on data capture. You know, every time somebody contacts the party, we collect that information. Every time somebody volunteers, we collect that information. So whenever we have a new candidate show up, we already have a list of people who've previously volunteered, we, we can say, hey, we've got volunteers for you. Let's get you connected and get you going. when it's time for fundraising we reach out to those same folks and so we're constantly building we're never going to lose that momentum if we keep that data capture sort of in the back of our minds at all times but you know even though trump has disappeared the uh the insanity hasn't stopped yet especially here in the state of tennessee and i think folks are starting to become more aware of it so one of our biggest challenges is to keep people not only engaged but keep them educated. Because as you guys know, you know, local and state politics really don't resonate the same way that federal level politics do because it's not on that same national- we trying to change
1: That's, that. We're trying to change that.
2: <laughs> so we're trying to change That's, that. I know you guys that, are you doing know, that kind of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we're doing that work too. We, um, yeah. Jen, Jen Foley who ran for uh, State House 65 this last cycle is now the chair of our legislative committee and she's got a team of volunteers that are tracking bills and we're sending out weekly updates to the folks on our newsletter and letting them know what's going on and we're also, you know trying to figure out how do we how do we position ourselves to really support progressive candidates at local level municipal elections not necessarily as a party but as individuals who are you know care right. about progressive issues and just constantly just chipping away at it one of the most important things is that you know the leadership within WCDP knows that there's no off years and so we're staying on top of sending out communications and emails and tracking legislation and recruiting volunteers and making sure that the volunteer needs we have get filled. And that when volunteers speak up, that we say, Hey, let's find you a meaningful role. Because whenever they're in a meaningful, meaningful role, they're going to stay more engaged. If you say, Hey, we need you to go do X, Y, Z, but somebody's not interested in X, Y, Z. Well, they're not going to stick around. So it's trying to find those meaningful roles that are both meaningful for the person and for the party. And so it's just all about, coalescing those volunteers around a goal.
1: One thing that people should know about Williamson County that they may not is that that Dominion software is used in Williamson County. So <laughs> if they have a problem with it nationwide, they should be checking on Cassada's election and Jack Johnson's election. We may need a recount on all that too. I wanted I to share you with you, Kelly, while we have you here a video uh, because it, it was maybe the best 30 seconds of, of my life. Uh, <laughs> this is my representative Glenn Cassida uh, I had a chance to say hello to him in uh, at the on the hill last week, and here, here's how it went. What do you think actually protecting female athletes would be investigating? That would, I don't that know that why really the left, left is so foul, how, why is the left so against females? Why do you want to be hurt sports? Why are you getting? Why don't you go it? investigate? <laughs> that you, serve you are you are so. Why aren't women. you in prison yet? Why are you supporting women? Are you going to prison? Are you going to prison? So here are my questions for you, Kelly. What is he talking about? About killing women? I, I don't understand what that was. And also, is this guy going to prison? When? When are we? When is this guy going to prison?
2: Oh man, I I don't know what he. I mean, I can't decipher the things that go through Glenn <laughs> Cassidy's mind. I mean,
0: do you want to? No. Do you want to go is there? Is that, is I
2: really so don't. Cool. I mean, I love a good dumpster fire. In fact, I have like a dumpster here behind me. If y'all, yes, there, my little dumpster. I do love a good dumpster fire, but no, I don't. I don't even. I'm okay here here i'll road, ask that you that a bath question bath that you actually can answer do
1: we know who's running against him next no
2: haven't i haven't we haven't found somebody as of right now of course okay yeah, we're always looking um have a few people in the back of my mind that i always hope that would run and, you know justin i know you live in that district yeah so, <laughs> I mean, I would yeah. just that would that debate. You could do it just be...
0: to troll him even. I mean, yeah, don't you love trolling him so much? I feel like
2: just let it'd be me know needs to pay for that campaign because I'm ready. I'm it's ready really a check.
1: joy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I feel like I'm doing more good with the holler though. So <laughs> you
2: could do both. It could be yeah, all like a
1: or. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. We could talk about a troll
0: it. Troll campaign. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I see
1: Heidi Campbell, Senator Heidi Campbell's watching. She says one thing she's noticed is we have a lot of different organizations in the state working towards the same goal. True. And it leads to disorganization and redundancy. Do you have any thoughts about that, Kelly?
2: I do. Yeah. So I, well, unfortunately, I just resigned from the state executive committee, but I did represent Williamson County up until about two, three weeks ago um, on the state executive committee. So that's something that came out a lot with our chairs race and the different candidates speaking about that. One of the things that we've done is that legislative committee. And the legislative committee is connecting with all those organizations that are monitoring legislation, because why why would we, you know, spend time monitoring bills that impact Planned Parenthood? They do such a good job with that. And so connecting with those groups and rallying behind the efforts that they are doing. Um, And just never trying to be siloed in a turf war. It's not about who does what first. Like if, Right. If, you know, Sunrise does an amazing job at something, great. Let's support them. Let's send volunteers towards the, towards them and their efforts. I don't need to be in charge of that. I don't need my name on it, nor does the county party need their name on it. We all need to just be um, cheering on, supporting, applauding the work that other groups are doing. And then, you know, basics, communication, you know, reach well, uh, out to the different groups.
1: On that note, so do you have a sense of like, If somebody says, what does the Democratic Party stand for in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. like, is there a quick answer for that? Is it going to be a different answer wherever you are? You know, is there work to be done to define that?
2: Well, so I always tell people, and this is kind of goes back to, you know, we have new non-Republicans reaching out. I tell people we all have different priorities, you know, different issues rise to the top for different people, and that's okay. And the one thing that we have to do is to make sure that we understand that my priorities are not any more important than someone else's priorities. So, you know, if social justice is the number one thing that you give all your time and energy to, fantastic. For somebody else, it might be climate and it might be environmental stuff. And that doesn't mean that we have to compete with one another in order to have both those things considered valuable. It just means that we've got to support one another whenever someone else finds an issue that's more important to them but it's not a competition and sometimes you can say when it comes down to like budgetary concerns if you're actually an elected sure there's some competition there but that's not where we are right now with the democratic party in tennessee
0: yeah i think that's a that's a really good way of framing it and i also think that like with that awareness you know hopefully with time it comes you know one thing that helps make it less of a competition is realizing how all of those issues are interlocked and interconnected which i think you know is something that um is that's, that's helped me, you know, in my own, you know, kind of political consciousness, but also in having conversations with other people about like, oh, well, I really, really care strongly about this. And then, you know, we, we start talking about how it connects with all of these other things just so, so deeply. So I think that's a a good way of framing it.
2: Yeah. One of the things that's really important to think about is root cause. So, you know, we, we guys were talking about abortion debates and folks, you know, everybody sort of has the same concern about the root cause. The root cause is unwanted pregnancy. Right. How do you avoid unwanted pregnancy? Will you provide women health care and access to, you know, affordable or free birth control and, you know, make sure that folks can afford to have children that we're supporting, you know, families that need assistance? It's root causes. Right. Root ca-
1: I mean, when you say root cause, the thought that I- comes to my mind always is inequality and, you know, people mm-hmm. not having the resources. Education is an inequality issue. Health care is an inequality issue. Totally. You know, wages yeah. and and so you know, the more we can lift up those who need it most, you know, crime goes down, you know, people find it less necessary to have abortions, you know, people in the community, the the schools get better. Like if you, if you really want to address these issues, you know, inequality does that And, and across racial lines, you know, this is something that I think a lot of, you know, Reverend Barber talks about all the time is You know, it's it's the poor people's campaign, and you know Williamson Mm -hmm. County. I think we face that a little bit less than the rest of Tennessee, Uh, but it's still an issue in Williamson County. I mean, you go you go five minutes outside. I mean, look where where I live. Even I'm Mm kind of right on the line where it gets super rural, and Williamson County I think is number one or two in food stamp usage. People Mm -hmm. wouldn't even realize that. So, uh, you know, it's everywhere. And I highly encourage people. I always say this, but when remote area medical shows up to give people health coverage or health care, like you see that we're so close to a third world country in so many ways. And root cause is really something I think is, it's a good thing to be thinking about.
2: What I always tell people is that the democratic party is trying to build a more equitable Tennessee and Mm -hmm. where the disparities that exist in equity, you know, that it just depends on where you are and what that is. But at the end of the day, it is about just building equity and, you know, things like not having access to affordable housing in Williamson County impact our economy. You know, yep. we, you know, we, Definitely. The, I was talking to somebody who managed a, a golf manages a golf course nearby. And he was telling me that, you know, they have this rigorous background check process and it's very expensive to hire, you know, groundskeepers and wait staff for their clubhouse. And, you know, they pay like 15 bucks an hour and that's a, that's a decent wage. I mean, we want everybody to get, make fifteen bucks an hour, but if that person could get, they're driving in from Nashville to take those jobs because you can't afford to live here on fifteen bucks an hour. And right. if someone got a job in Nashville and could get the same wage but less of a commute, so those
1: dollars are leaving, right?
2: And so the dollars are leaving, and so he was telling me, as you know, as the manager of a golf course, he needs he needs more affordable housing, thus meaning he needs the county to be more equitable
1: right so everybody mm-hmm. can
2: live here so it is it really goes down to that root cause of equitable opportunities hundred percent. Right.
1: Absolutely. Well, Kelly, thanks for joining us. I th- see Angel asking if you don't you don't greet ex Republicans with "Welcome to the Devil's Army." Uh, <laughs> no, like
2: I'm, a, probably... I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Democrat and a lifelong <laughs> Southerner, so I've heard many uh, unkind things. I generally try not to dish it back
1: out. <laughs> yes, that's, that's smart, and you know it's never too late. And and again, like doesn't help to say "I told you so." So anybody that's starting to feel like you know they were wrong, or you know, seeing the light. You know, it's it's never useful to be like, "See, we told you, it's too late." No, it's never too late to to see the light, to change your mind. There are definitely people that are feeling that way. I mean, even in Franklin, there's David French, who, you know, he's an outspoken conservative who has, you know, been very anti-Trump, and there there are people all over the place. So I think it's good that you're putting out that press release to let people know that you're there. And I think all the county parties should do what you did. And uh, we appreciate you coming on here.
2: Sure thing. You guys keep on doing what you're doing. All right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Kelly. Kelly.
1: Take care. So that's the Williamson Dems, and you know, <clears throat> really, when I first got here, it was a tiny group, and it has grown a lot. So if there are people out there in Williamson County or anywhere, you know, definitely go check out your local county party. It's a good way to meet people and and stay involved. And uh, you know, it's not; it shouldn't just be about elections. It's definitely right. got to be a, a year round thing. So,
0: yeah, completely agree. And there's so much organizing like to do. Um, you know, outside, like, you know, that, I mean, this isn't as much the county party's job, but, um, you know, depending on where your passions lie, if, if electoral stuff isn't, isn't as much your bag, you know, um, you know, organizations like equity Alliance, you know, sunrise, etc. they're, uh, um, there's just so many different ways for people to get involved because like the, or electoral organizing is of course extremely important, but then even organizing outside of um, the electoral scene is still important too. like just building that community structure and just sort of political consciousness, even if you're not working towards elections necessarily. It right. um, just depends on what you're passionate about, but all of it is useful.
1: So just as a final thing this week, Thursday, uh, I, I think we'll probably have holler hour Thursday, but that day, There is a meeting at the historical commission about the KKK grand wizard bust. Uh, Governor Lee seems to be on the side of moving it, but Sexton and Lieutenant Governor McNally are trying to make it harder. They're basically saying that it's not properly before the historical commission and that the building commission needs to weigh in, but the building commission just met and they didn't talk about it. Anyway, Thursday is the meeting. Definitely uh, feel free to email People in the historical commission, we can repost the email. Uh, but it's going to be a pretty big vote, and I'm actually going to speak at the thing. Uh, right. I figured I would weigh in and say something because it's just time for that thing to go, and uh, there's no excuses anymore. Also, on that note, a man who owns the Grand Wizard bust next to I 65 uh, he left five million dollars in his will to his dog. Uh, so <laughs> This is the guy who owns that horrific <laughs> statue on next to the highway that Republicans won't even let Democrats block for free because they want you to see it. Uh, he left five million dollars to his dog, and, and you know the bottom line of all this is Governor Lee says he doesn't want to see whitewashing history, but he thinks it should be moved. You know the whitewashing of history is those statues. Those statues right. are the whitewashing, making these guys seem like heroes, making the Confederacy seem like it was some valiant thing when it wasn't and you know it just brings us full circle because really what we saw in the halls of the capitol were those confederates and their their offspring uh trying to you know bring it back because this thing never really ended so it's important to keep fighting and uh i I think everybody needs to do their part
0: yeah for sure (laughs) Sorry, Moose was getting a little antsy. No, below go get me. your dog. <laughs> go
1: get your No, no, yeah,
0: but that, uh, yeah. I actually wanted to say that um, I, just a, a very quick note on that. I completely agree. I think that there's just, just the simple point that I have on that is that we never finished the work of reconstruction. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how long has that been? You know, late 1800s. We just, we've never finished that work. And so, um, so it's still lingering. It's something we've never nipped in the bud. It's just kind of reinvented itself. You know, we need to, We need to get this thing done. It's ridiculous.
1: We need to get it gone. And let's give the final word of the day to Ashley, who is a regular at the Capitol, and he is constantly a thorn in their side to get this thing moved. And he says, remove the the monument to the
2: KKK. Remove the monument to the KKK. Remove the monument of the Bedford. There's no room for hate and our capital.
1: Remove the damn bust.
2: We'll see you guys on Thursday.